Hey, welcome to Vine Church Fort Myers podcast. We are glad that you took time to listen. We pray that the message of grace empowers you today. So, I don't know if you've ever been in an imminent death experience. I went once in 2009. I had a terrible accident. I was in a road trip going to a missionary uh, endeavor in Paraguay, Ponta Porã, in Pedro Juan Caballero. We were planting a church over there, and there was this dividing city, but the trip from my town to there was about 12 hours road trip, about nine hours after tri- uh, driving all night long, I got distracted, and I literally flipped my car twice in the middle of the road. It was in a split of seconds, but for me, I can remember every tiny microsecond of the moment. Like, I, I, I can literally remember every detail that went. It seemed that I had eyes on my back. I, I, I can remember the smell. I can remember the, the motion. Everything. So I wonder for Jesus that imminent death moment. All the details that he was observing. But not only him. Because what we have in the gospels are the accounts written by the disciples. So the disciples as well took very criterious observation to bring us, for example... The gospel of John, that from chapter 11 on, pretty much describes every single step of Jesus until this very moment. John chapter 19, verse 23. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his garments and divided them into four parts. One part... For each soldier. Also his tunic. But the tunic was seamless. Woven in one piece. From top to bottom. So they said to one another. Let us not tear it. But cast lots for it. To see whose it shall be. This was to fulfill the scripture which says, They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. So the soldiers did these things. Verse 25. But he's standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother. And his mother's sisters, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary the Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved is standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. So I I, I think that Jesus was amazed. Here are the soldiers witnessing this History turning point from B.C. to A.D. moment. Maybe you don't know this. B.C. and A.D. 
is not before common area and after common area. This is Christ. The crucifixion of Christ divided history. But they are totally oblivious of what's taking place. And as far as they are concerned, it's just another Friday. It's just another criminal. Come on, come on, hurry it up. It's my turn to throw the dice. Casting lots for something that belonged to Christ. Eyes focus into the dices. And while I was preparing this message, that made me to think about us. Us that take pride, that has heritage in the cross. We that decorate our buildings with crosses. And our homes with crosses. So it made me to think about every believer. They streak the simple, the upper church, the lower church, the spirit-filled, the traditional one, the reformed, the evangelical one, the political, the mystical, the literal, the cynical, whatever it is. All Christians, I'm thinking of us. And I think that we aren't so unlike those soldiers. We take it for granted. We too play at the bottom of the cross. We scramble for status. We deal our judgments and condemnations. We have competition, selfishness. We're looking for personal gain. So we come to the cross, but with our interest above and ahead of everything else. We don't like what the other did, so we take the sandal, we won and walk away in a huff. So close to the cross, but so far from Christ. And it's interesting because we became specialized into claiming we are so right. Why they don't see it? My point of view. We major in finding gossip among the church. And now we became experts in unveiling weaknesses of the others. We split into little hurdles. And we think those selfish soldiers. They were so close to the cross. How they could not see the Christ. Because they were blind with their self-centered lifestyle. They were blind, casting lots to see if they could gain anything. But that's the beauty of the cross. Because the cross has the power to unite things. The cross is the uniting cross. And like Jesus' tunic... We are also meant to be seamless. One piece. From the top to the bottom. Something that belonged to Jesus is His church. His beauty. United. One heart. But the only element that can make us one is the cross. 
is the cross-centered life. If it is anything else but the cross, we join the club of the luck caster soldiers looking for our, our own interests. Ephesians 4 verse 4, there is one body and one spirit just as we were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. It is only possible to go to the all if you are one. Just Christians. No denominations. No hierarchies. No legalistic rules. Just Christ. Making us Christians. And you may think, this is too idealistic, Pastor. Impossible to achieve. I don't think so. If the cross is in the center, that is possible. And I believe if we start this bold revolution, crossed, centered, we will be one. And if we are one, nothing can hold us back. You need to believe that with me, my brother. John chapter 19, when Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved is standing nearby, he said to his mother, woman, behold your son. The cross has the power to unite a broken heart mother with a disciple that Jesus loved. The cross was the factor that united a lifelong thief, outcast with God, the Holy One in paradise. The cross can still build bridges, toss a rope, spin the chasm. And maybe your life is a total mess, divided in many pieces. The cross can make it back. Maybe your family is broken. Jesus can unite it back. And I'll pray for you. I'll pray for harmony, seamless unity. Again, if we believe, if we believe that the cross has such power, John chapter 17, verse 21, that they may all be one. Just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world, oh, this is much beyond Southwest Florida. It is the world may believe that you have sent me. Would you just close your eyes for a moment? I'm not finished, but I want to pray. I want to pray for oneness. Unity, a church that is stand like Jesus' tunic, seamless, one voice, one heart, one baptism, one spirit. Close your eyes, Holy Spirit. Make us find church, this church that is one, centered in the cross, not in our interest, not in our selfishness, 
God, let us think of one another greater than ourselves. Let us learn to honor one another, God. I know it is through the cross. As we looked at you and consider your sacrifice, we can be one. I pray in Jesus' name. Let me hear a good amen in this house, everybody. Now, maybe your life is in havoc. The cross can make things right. Again, maybe your family is in disarray. Jesus has the ability to bring things back together. Let me, let me teach you how Jesus does that. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, on the cross, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. So there is one thing that the cross breaks apart. There is one thing that the cross divided. Now, the cross, it's here to make us whole. The cross is here to make us healed, recovered. But the cross also broke apart the division, the veil. Matthew chapter 27, verse 51. The curtain, the wall of separation, the curtain that divided us from God, our Father. The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. As God himself from heaven is torn in apart, the earth shook and the rocks were split. At the cross, we only have good news. That is why we call it Good Friday. It was sacrifice. It was pain, blood. But the fruits of it is salvation. It is relationship, not a religion. Romans chapter 8, 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? It is not a religious curtain. It is not our religious tradition. It is not our concepts about this distant God. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, or sword... For your sake, we are being killed all day long. We are regarded as sheep to his slaughter. No, in all these things, verse 37, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. Of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The cross destroyed the separation. 
The cross brought wholeness, health, healing, hope. So how should we approach the cross? Let's always stand in our feet. A lot of the soldiers, we don't know how many of them, we learn about four, but it seems there were more than four at the bottom of the cross. Most of them dismissed, ignored what was being performed in the cross. But one of the soldiers, however, he realized there's something different here. Mark chapter 15. And when the centurion who stood facing him saw that in this way he breathed his last. He said, truly, this man was the Son of God. If we look to the cross tonight and see Jesus, more than an opportunity to gain for ourselves and to satisfy and to please ourselves. If we look to Jesus at the cross and find the Son of God, the Son of God crucified because of me, I promise you, you will experience the power of unity that the cross has. But also the power of destroying the division. Destroying the separation. When you find in the cross. The crucified Jesus. That the apostles insisted to preach. To glorify only in that single message. The crucified Christ. In which I identify myself with. We're going to find seamless harmony. Leverage to forgive. Because we have been much forgiven. With your eyes closed, church. I want we be led in confessing what that centurion also confessed truly this man is the son of God do yeah. eyes close just repeat this prayer with me say tonight I look to the cross to the cross look to the cross and I see Jesus I see forgiveness I see grace. I see healing and wholeness. Jesus, Jesus. You, are you are the Son of God. Son of God. You, are you are my Savior. My Savior. The, author the author and perfecter of my faith. I give you my all. I pray in your name. 
Romans chapter 10 verse 9 because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved for with the heart one believes and it is justified and with the mouth one confesses and is saved John chapter 1 but to all who did receive him who believe in his name he gave the right to become children of God who are born not of the blood nor of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man but of God